Good morning, and welcome to Overeaters Anonymous, a Vision for You Big Book Study. My name is Sylvia F., and I am a recovered compulsive overeater. Today is Monday, May 29, 2017. Today we are reading from the big book, and we are on page 47. We're starting at the first paragraph, and we are reading for three paragraphs on that page. Today's readers are for the 12 Steps, Deb K., 12 Traditions, Libby E., and the readers are Meg F. and Roz G. The reference number for Sunday for the special edition, uh, May 28th, is 9985-9985. And the share ID for this morning's meeting, 7 a.m., uh, Monday, is 9987-9987. Our preamble, Overeaters Anonymous is a fellowship of individuals who, through shared experience, strength, and hope, are recovering from compulsive overeating. We welcome everyone who wants to stop eating compulsively. There are no dues or fees for members. We're self-supporting through our own contributions, neither soliciting nor accepting outside donations. OA is not affiliated with any public or private organization, political movement, ideology, or religious doctrine. We take no position on outside issues. Our primary purpose is to abstain from compulsive eating and compulsive food behaviors and to carry the message of recovery through the 12 steps of OA to those who still suffer. Our sole purpose, OA's fifth tradition states, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. At A Vision for You Big Book Study, our message is that people who suffer from compulsive overeating can recover through abstinence and the practice of the 12 steps and 12 traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. I will now ask Deb Kay to read the 12 steps. Deb? Hi, good morning. This is Deborah Kay from Oregon. I am a compulsive overeater. One, we admitted we were powerless over food and that our lives had become unmanageable. Two, came to believe that a power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity. Three, made a decision to turn our will and our lives over to the care of God as we understood him. Four, made a searching and fearless moral inventory of ourselves. Five, admitted to God, to ourselves, and to another human being the exact nature of our wrongs. Six, we were entirely ready to have a God remove all of these defects of character. Seven, humbly asked him to remove our shortcomings. Eight, made a list of all persons we had harmed and became willing to make amends to them all. Nine, made a direct amends to such people whenever possible, except when to do so would injure them or others. Ten, continued to take personal inventory and when we were wrong, promptly admitted it. Eleven, sought through prayer and meditation to improve our conscious contact with God as we understood him, praying only for the knowledge of his will for us and the power to carry that out. Twelve, Having had a spiritual awakening as a result of these steps, we tried to carry this message to compulsive overeaters and to practice these principles in all of our affairs. Thank you, and I pass. Thank you, Deborah. I will now ask Libby E. to read the 12 traditions. Thank you, Sylvia. Good morning. I'm Libby E. I'm a compulsive eater in New York. The 12 traditions. One, our common welfare should come first. Recovery depends upon OA unity. Two, for our group purpose, there is but one ultimate authority, a loving God as he may express himself in our group conscience. 
Our leaders are but trusted servants. They do not govern. Three, the only requirement for OA membership is a desire to stop eating compulsively. Four, each group should be autonomous except in matters affecting other groups or OA as a whole. Five, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. Six, an OA group ought never endorse, finance, or lend the OA name to any related facility or outside enterprise, lest problems of money, property, and prestige divert us from our primary purpose. Seven, every OA group ought to be fully self-supporting, declining outside contributions. Eight, Overeaters Anonymous should remain forever non-professional, but our service centers may employ special workers. Nine, OA as such ought never be organized, but we may create service boards or committees directly responsible to those they serve. Ten, Overeaters Anonymous has no opinion on outside issues, hence the OA name ought never be drawn into public controversy. Eleven, our public relations policy is based on attraction rather than promotion. We need always maintain personal anonymity at the level of press, radio, film, television, and other public media of communication. And 12, anonymity is the spiritual foundation of all these traditions, ever reminding us to place principles before personalities. Thank you, and I pass. Thank you, Libby. How our meeting works. Our meeting focuses on the directions for recovery described in the Big Book of Alcoholics Anonymous. We read a paragraph or two from the literature, then stop and share on what was read. Anyone can share, but we ask that you keep your sharing to the topic and literature we are discussing, and that you keep your share to approximately three minutes. Singleness of purpose reminds us to identify as compulsive overeaters only. Our abstinence requirement for moderators is one year and for readers is six months. There is no abstinence requirement for sharing on topic. This meeting does request that your sharing be directly linked to what was read. We are sharing what the directions in the big book mean to us. To share, press star one to unmute. Once you are done sharing, let us know by saying pass and then press star one to mute your phone. In order to have a quiet meeting, everyone's phone except for the speakers should be muted. And today we resume our study of the big book on page 47. We're gonna start with the first paragraph. When therefore we speak to you of God and we're gonna read through three paragraphs ending with we could commence at a simpler level. And we're gonna comment on all three paragraphs. And now I will ask Meg F. to begin reading. Meg? Good morning, can I be heard? Yes, Meg. Thank you. Good morning, visionaries. Thank you, Sylvia. My name is Meg F. and I am a recovered compulsive overeater in California. Page 2047. When therefore we begin, no, hang on. When, therefore, we speak to you of God, we mean your own conception of God. This applies, too, to other spiritual expressions which you find in this book. Do not let any prejudice you may have against spiritual terms deter you from honestly asking yourself what they mean to you. At the start, this was all we needed to commence spiritual growth, to affect our first conscious relation with God as we understood him. Afterward, we found ourselves accepting many things which then seemed entirely out of reach. That was growth, but if we wished to grow, we had to begin somewhere. So we used our own conception, however limited it was. 
we needed to ask ourselves but one short question. Do I now believe or am I even willing to believe that there is a power greater than myself? As soon as a man can say that he does believe or is willing to believe, we emphatically assure him that he is on his way. It has been repeatedly proven among us that upon the simple cornerstone, a wonderfully effective spiritual structure can be built. That was great news for us, for we had assumed that we could not make use of spiritual principles unless we accepted many things on faith, which seemed difficult to believe. When people presented us, with spiritual approaches, how frequently did we all say, I wish I had what that man has. I'm sure it would work if I could only believe as he believes, but I cannot accept as surely true the many articles of faith which are so plain to him. So it was comforting to learn that we could commence at a simpler level. <sighs> Hi, this is Mega thinking about these paragraphs with you. Um, I'm very blown away by them. Um, I'm very struck. I, I was thinking, is there anybody, like I've gone to see spiritual gurus, the Dalai Lama. You know, I've gone to see big, big people who have spiritual beliefs. And so I thought, oh, if I had them, mostly what I thought is if I had them, what they had, then I wouldn't. I could eat what I wanted. That's what I mostly thought. But I also really believed that I could have a different experience if I believed what they believed. So here it says, I have to figure out what it means to me and anything. So I had beliefs. I I came strongly from a a faith background. I, I really had a deep connection. It had nothing to do with resolving this problem this compulsive misery problem. It was not related. Um, (laughs) I was going to say the Dalai Lama eats ice cream. (laughs) But the point being, I I can't. Um, What's my first conscious contact? I had many conscious contacts, but they were not effective. They were not effective at helping me. So I had to begin. I had to begin to grow somewhere. So no matter how much faith, and I was trying to think about all the people who have really trusted in the program. I was at a meeting last night, and there's a woman there who's been clean, I don't know, 34 years. I've watched her for those years. She's clean. She does not compulsively overeat. She has this program down. And she said all she had was that it wasn't me. God wasn't me. So the people I've seen do really well even if they came in with a spiritual faith-based practice, they didn't use that to get well in OA. Because if that had worked, they wouldn't have needed OA. I remember when my sponsor asked me, do I now believe or am I even willing to believe that there is a power greater than myself? And I just had chills go through me because, yes, absolutely, I write in the margin. And then it didn't necessarily affect what I put on my plate that afternoon. So it's really tricky to kind of move into this whole world or are they even willing to believe we've emphatically assure him that he is on his way my guide said to a spiritual solution i'm on my way to a spiritual solution and then the word cornerstone and she said to me because i'd been around for decades and i was coming into vision wishing for more wishing for more wishing for a connection And she said, I don't think that, you know, we necessarily have your cornerstones in place. So let's go back and work on them. And I am totally working on them today. I've been around 40 years. They still sort of suck. 
and I'm just working on them. And all I can come to is that, yes, it'd be nice if we could believe what all those other people, if I look at the Dalai Lama and think I want what he has. And what I've come to understand, and I'll end with this, is that what, what I understand is that people of faith and commitment just do regular things regularly. And they do simple, regular things regularly over and over and over. And I believe if I can commence to do that, then I might have a different result and am having a different result. Thank you for letting me be part of this meeting. I pass. Thank you, Meg F. I'm now opening up the meeting for uh, readers who would like to share in these paragraphs on page 47. Barbara E. Barbara E. Becky K. Becky K. Hello. Suzanne. Anyone Kathleen. Else? Kathleen O. Kathleen O. Judy P. Judy P. Millie D. Millie B. Okay, that sounds good. Uh, I have Barbara E. Becky. Oh, I've got you, Sherry. I'll tag you right on there. Uh, I've got Barbara E, Becky K, Suzanne, I'll get your last, uh, initial of your last name when you check in, Kathleen O, Judy P, Millie B, and Sherry KB. And thank you for all being so civilized. Barbara E, let's start with you, followed by Becky K. We are a civilized group. Um, when therefore we speak to you of God, we mean your conception. Uh, can you God. just check in? Check in oh, first. I'm sorry. That's fine. What's your name? E. Barbara E. Can you hear me? Got, yes. It's just you started oh, good. this year. Sorry, and you didn't say I who didn't. you were. Okay. I'm sorry. Barbara E. Barbara e from it. New Jersey. Thanks. When, therefore, we speak to you of God, we mean your own conception of God. Well, I had no conception of God. Step one asked me to admit my life was unmanageable. My goodness, that was easy. It was unmanageable. All I thought about was eating. So I went to the no-nonsense beginner meeting. I heard about the tools. I got abstinent. I've been abstinent. Thank you, higher power. I can say that now uh, for it, my being abstinent for 20 years. But, and here's the but, my conception of God was weak to none. I still wanted to be in control. I would say the prayers. I memorized the prayers, but they were rote. They were meaningless to me. They were just prayers. I still wanted to control the whole show. And yes, I was all the way up on that one leg of the stool, but the other leg of the stools were not in place. They were wobbly. I didn't feel happy, joyous, free. I was still intolerant, mean-spirited, sarcastic. I was not the person I was meant to be, at least I hoped to be. So yet again, I picked up the steps. I got a sponsor who went through the big book with me, chapter by chapter, assigned me things to do, kept me working, and I had to accept that I needed a spiritual approach. 
I wish I ha- I used to drive by churches on Sunday and see people going to church and say, I wish I had what they had. I would love to go to church and pray and mean it and know that there was someone or something, power of the universe, whatever one wants to call it, that was guiding me to right-thinking behavior. Slowly, slowly, and it's been 20 years, I'm willing to do it. And it is so comforting to me that I can do it on a simple level. I don't have to do that much. Thank you. I pass. Thank you, Barbara E. Becky K. followed by Suzanne. Hi, this is Becky Cake, Recovered Compulsive Overeater from Maryland. Can you hear me okay? Yes, Becky. Oh, thank you. Thank you for your service. Good morning, everyone. Um, this is very interesting to me. There's there's so much chock full of, of great information in, in, in these um in these paragraphs. For me, when I walked into the rooms of OA, um, the fellows taught me that I have a twofold disease. I have a physical allergy of the body and an obsession of the mind. And I learned this not only from the fellows in the room, but right there in in the doctor's opinion of this book. And so the physical allergy, I have to put the certain things that cause my allergy down. I have to I have to stop the sugar or the gluten or whatever it might be. And so that part of of the allergy um, is taken care of. But then this the second phase or the second part of it, this this obsession of the mind, that is me. I'm powerless. I cannot do this by myself. I tried. I tried every imaginable weight loss um, diet out there, every fad diet, et cetera. I've shared on all that before. But when I take step one and say I'm powerless, that means then two, I need a higher power, which is step one and two, which is the foundation of our program, because I can't do it by myself. I know that from trying with my big old ego, and it just doesn't work. And so I came into the rooms saying, okay, well, I certainly can't, but God can. And I did have a a good conception of God. I believed in my God. My problem was I didn't use him. And so I learned through program that I had to use him and use him and and not only ask for his help, but but to receive his help. But I know that, that many folks, you know, do have to come to peace with their higher power. And it may not be God. It is, 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 as the words say, we use our own conception. And I just want to read off some of the the conceptions used in the big book. Um, Bill uses, and also the authors of this book use, God, higher power, creator, father of light, czar of heaven, universal mind, creative intelligence, spirit of the universe, realm of spirit. How about this one? Broad highway, infinite power, great reality, maker. And then also um, some might like this, page 46, spirit of nature. I remember walking in in the rooms of OA and someone sharing that, you know, the trees around them is their higher power. Some people use, in addition to all of these things, 
the power of the group. So use your own higher power. Thank you for letting me share. Thank you, Becky Kay. Suzanne and then Kathy No. And Suzanne, give me the letter of your um Hi, my name letter is, of your last name. Sure. My name is Suzanne Biani in California. Is that a B like in boy? Yes. Thank you. Go ahead. So there's a line that says, do not let any spiritual terms deter you. So what was important for me was to take spiritual terms such as faith, blind faith, belief, truth, and really uh, take a look at supplemental text and define those. And with blind faith, blind faith, um, for me, the way that I define it is that I'm believing in something without proof. And what was very positive for me, having a problem with compulsive overeating, is that I actually got to experience what it was for me to have blind faith by taking that leap into not compulsively overeating, going through my day, not compulsively overeating on something and having to have patience and then walking through that and getting to the other side and then turning back and seeing that I could trust that experience and that I was opening up what that concept of a higher power was to me a real living concept of a higher power. I wasn't just kind of mouthing the words. I was really actually experiencing it. So thank you for letting me share. Thank you, Suzanne. Kathleen O, followed by Judy P. Good morning. This is Kathleen O, gratefully recovered in California. And oh, so... Um, you know, I had to put aside my own prejudices. If I was going to get rid of this obsession of the mind, I really didn't have a choice. And the God I grew up with was a punishing God. If I didn't do what I was supposed to do, I was going to go to hell. That didn't sound very pleasant. And so it was really nice to come in and say, here, choose my own conception. It could be anything, just not me. And so I like that saying, I came came to came to believe because being open-minded about it I did come to believe and I pretty much did want that you know I want a God that's kind and loving and um, truth um, forgiving patient and guess what I got a God that fills all, all that criteria and so you know contempt prior to investigation was really important for me I had to just be open-minded and take a look at this. And, and I'm happy to say that I, you know, my relationship with my higher power does continue to grow. And it's really nice not having um, the word God, hearing the word God make my, you know, the hair on my arm stand up on end and my just bristle over it. It's like now I just totally get it. And, and I love hearing the word God. Because because I just I know I know it's everyone's conception of God and um, and the amazing part is is it is 
you know, the cornerstone, the foundation. I had to do this. Um, if I'm going to build a house, it's got to have a foundation or the whole thing's going to collapse. And without this part of the foundation, if I don't have a higher power, I can't move on to the rest of the steps and get recovery. Um, I just wasn't, you know, wasn't going to happen. So, so this was really important. And, um, and I'm just really so grateful. Um, you know, I can turn my fears over to God now. I can, if I don't know what I'm supposed to be doing, if I'm facing indecision or I'm agitated or doubtful, I can turn this over to my higher power and ask for direction and ask for, you know, a good thought or what I'm supposed to be doing. And, and the answer, the answer always comes sometimes quickly, sometimes slowly, but it always comes. And, um, and to be able to have freedom from food in this obsession of the mind is, it's such a gift. And, um, yeah, thank you. I pass. Thank you, Kathleen O. Judy P. followed by Millie B. Hi, good morning. This is Judy P., compulsive overeater from central New Jersey, and thanks so much for your service today. Um, you know, do I now believe or am I willing to believe? And I don't know what happened. I mean, when I came into OA, I was such a non-believer, the type of non-believer who made fun of God, made fun of people who believed in God. I thought it was a joke. You know, I was younger. I thought it was cool to make fun of God and religious people. And, um, you know, I was raised in a Jewish household. But, you know, uh, as I was into rock bands, we used to wear rosary beads. I mean, totally sacrilegious, everything we did. Um, But when I came into OA uh, many years ago, um, I don't know. I'm thinking I must have been desperate enough because I embraced this God idea. And I started writing letters to God and reading about God. And I had a spiritual awakening unbeknownst to me that it would happen. And, you know, for me, my journey was I actually wound up switching religions. And um, and my my spiritual life, and this is just my experience, my spiritual life and my religious life have become one. My OA life, it's all one for me. It's the same higher power everywhere. And... Um, my relationship does continue to change. And I've come to accept that I could never, ever explain God to anyone. I can only experience God. And there are no words for me to explain God, but it is an experience beyond what my human mind can even comprehend. Um, It is total freedom for me knowing I can't control my food. I'm grateful. I spent a lifetime trying to do it and a lifetime of completely failing at it. Um, And the other thing I just want to share is I get um, kind of overwhelmed at what kind of a loving and forgiving God I have. You know, I threw away two good recoveries. Um, I was doing things I swore I'd never do in my life. And yet he blessed me. Uh, with the most amazing recovery I have now. And I think, wow, I mean, I can't even describe that kind of love and forgiveness. And what I'm most grateful to OA for is not my weight loss, uh, but it is my relationship with God because weight loss never gave me peace and serenity. But um, God does. And I'll I'll end this thing. If, If I can believe in a higher power or be open to one, anybody can. 
Um, and with that, I'll pass. Thanks so much. Thank you so much. Millie B., followed by Sherry K.B. Millie? Um, hi, I'm Millie, compulsive reader in San Diego, California. Uh, this is my first time speaking on vision, and I'm a little nervous, so I hope you'll all bear with me. Uh, I've been back in program for 15 years, and um, by the grace of God, have remained abstinent that entire time. I've had, you know, in 15 years, things can come up. In the last several years, I've had some difficult situations with my, with my health, um, my mobility, mainly not with my health. And um, this last year, <clears throat> my, uh, in nine months, I lost both of my sisters, and I was diagnosed with a very bad spinal uh, disorder that is not correctable. And I was, um, found myself not breaking my abstinence, but me eating more food than I, I should. And um, I, I, I was just slipping into the bedevilments, I found out, as soon as I picked up this book, which gives me every direction on how to live life. And I am so grateful for the page that we're reading today because um, I have, years ago, I went through the big book. Um, paragraph by paragraph with my sponsor and wrote in the columns and all of this sort of thing. And I was reading today what I had written way back then. And I said, I can't, God can, and thank you, uh, thank you for that good orderly direction. Uh, I am not a religious person. I feel that I'm a very spiritual person. But I had declined during that time of difficulty to, to do step two. I knew that I was powerless over my food and my life. I knew that all the things that happened were not my fault, but I had declined to let God restore me to sanity. And I always add, God, when I say step two to myself, I will, you know, um, find a power greater than myself that will restore me to sanity if I let him. I've got to let God in. I have to, and I need to do that every single morning by doing my um, prayer and meditation and by listening to this meeting. Um, I'm so grateful I was turned on to this meeting. Um, I've been listening since November. And uh, I, um, God will restore me, which the good orderly direction. I was slipping into, to, like I said, the bedevilments. I, I not trusting that, that I was going to be okay. Of course, it was all about me. Am I going to be okay? What's going to happen to me? Am I going to be able to take care of myself? Blah, blah, blah. And, and I can't do that. I have to stay in the moment and to live in today and know that today I'm fine. I can take care of myself. I can still go to work. I can still socialize. I can do my program. And, and I'm so grateful that I don't have to, to be a religious person, that I can just be a spiritual person and know that that um, that good orderly direction is enough for me to know that I'm doing the right thing. You know, I've been in program for many years Time. and I try and oh thank Time. you. Thank you for um, thank you for letting me share. Um, um, I hope I get the courage to share again on this meeting. Thank you very much. Uh, thank you, Millie. Thank you, Millie, for getting the courage. We're glad to have you here and Sherry KB. Good morning, Sylvia. Good morning, everybody. This is Sherry KB in Northern California, Grateful Recovered Compulsive Reader. Thank you for your service, Sylvia. Nice to hear you on the line today. 
Um, okay, so when therefore we speak to you of God, we mean your own conception of God. Thanks, thanks for that. Uh, because, you know, if you told me I had to do your conception, I would be out the door in two seconds flat. Um, and I need to set aside my prejudices against spiritual terms um, to honestly ask myself what it means to me. Um, I love what um, Albert Einstein said. The consciousness that created the problem cannot be the consciousness that solves the problem. And that was by Albert Einstein. And I always think about that because I, my mind created this problem. I can't solve it by myself. Um, and so I need a power greater than myself that's going to help me to solve my problem. Um, and with that, you know, we've been talking about set-asiding our prejudices, our old beliefs, and, you know, we're in the chapter of we agnostics, and that means without knowledge. So for me, my I need to know uh, to, to come up with a, a concept of a higher power that I can live with that can get me through this work and that I can rely on. And so I was told a long time ago, if you have a higher power that doesn't work for you, then, hire, then fire that higher power and, and hire a new one. And so, you know, I came up with an idea. I, I made a list of the childhood higher power that I grew up with. I made a list of who I had at the time. I, I looked at both columns. I let go of a lot of things and kind of reinvented my own higher power. And um, that helped me a lot to get through this. However, what happened was is that, you know, somebody said this is a spiritual program. This isn't part of a spiritual program. It is a spiritual program. And I thought, you know, I had enough information, but I was still in my head and I wasn't letting my higher power do what my higher power needed to do because I can't solve this problem that I have by myself, and I was still trying to do it. Um, so what they're telling me here is that I emphatically, they emphatically assure me, which means strongly assure me, that if I have a belief in a power greater than myself, then I'm on my way, but I have to have that belief. Um, or the willingness to believe it, because that's going to be the cornerstone to set what is going to be ahead of me. And so um, it's comforting me, comforting me to know that. And it's just that it's it's re-looking at what that power looks like, that a power that will take care of me and guide me and direct me. And that's why we kind of have this thing called a set-aside prayer, that we set aside everything we think we know about ourselves and about our higher power for a new one. And with that, I pass. Thank you, Sherry KB. Okay, we're reading on page 47. Uh, we're reading the, uh, all three paragraphs. Who would like to share? Lori T. Lori T. Anybody else? Terry H. Terry uh, S. Is that uh, that's Sherry or Terry H.? Terry with the T. Terry H. Okay. And then who else? I'm sorry. Karen F. Karen F. Jody EQ. Jody EQ. Hi, can you hear me? Yes. Uh, who is this? This is Gracie from New York. Gracie from New York. Hang on there yeah. and we've we've got you. Okay, thank you. And I can probably take, well, that's probably it, but I can take one more in the list. We'll see if we can get you. Reg, Was, did I just, Reggie O. 
Reggie got you, my dear. Okay, we've got Lori P, Terry H, Karen F, Jody EQ, Gracie, and Reggie O. Lori P, start us off. Um, thank you so much. I have not come to these meetings much, but I believe this will be um, a great place for me. I've been asking God, what what more do I need to do? And I really appreciate um, this book so much that it's best when I can do it with other people. And I loved hearing it and listening to other people's views and rethinking it. So a couple of things on this page is... Um, for one, I so we used our own conception, however limited it was, and for some reason the term supersize me just came from my prayer life. So I I think truly that my concept, which I've walked with God for a long time and had many miracles and enjoyed that relationship, cherished it. And um but I do now see that it needs enlarging. And as I said, that that term came to my mind to supersize me. I said, you know, I wonder if this whole incessant appetite is for you. And can you feel it? God, can you feel it? I mean, are you big enough? Are you big enough? Because I, I think I really am only using him as a cornerstone i'm not i'm not allowing him to help me build the rest of the structure i'm not letting him flow into every area of my life and take complete care of my will and my life and um and i appreciate him sharing with me that that's that's going to be my new metaphor for supersizing it isn't about food it isn't about a physical sensation it's about wanting so desperately this relationship with him and yet being terrified that I'll be consumed or that he won't be big enough. So I really appreciate the um, the meetings and the sharing and, and the people pursuing this and, and telling their stories that, yes, he is. Yes, he is in my life. Yes, he, this, is, this is my new way of being. And that encourages me, and I'm sure he brought me here to be encouraged, and I'm so grateful. So thank you so much, and I'll pass. Thank you, Lori. We have Terry H., I think, followed by Karen F. Terry? Hi, yes. Thank you. My name is Terry H. I'm a grateful, recovered, compulsive overeater in North Carolina. Do I now believe or am I willing to believe that there is a powder greater than myself? Wow. You know, in in my disease, I I was powerless, most definitely. I could not control it, no matter what I tried to do. Um, Self will, self knowledge. I could not. I couldn't do it. I couldn't take care of it. I couldn't end it. I couldn't stop it. I couldn't control it. And I was insane, most definitely. I was powerless. And then when I got to this point in in working in my recovery with my sponsor, we got to this question. And um, do I do I now believe? You know, yes, I was most definitely willing to believe in a power greater than myself. You know, I've shared this several times that I, I was definitely the worm in the mud. I was down deep, and anything outside of me externally was a power greater than myself. I I like to share earlier where the person identified the different names used in the big book of a of a higher power. And, you know, that's, that was definitely important for me, too. 
Um, because if I came in and I had to follow some rules or some guidelines or some judgments regarding a higher power, I would have been out of here. And I was so willing um, to, you know, believe in something, something good that outside of myself that would, you know, restore me to sanity because I was insane in my disease. My foods and my food behaviors I was using to try to, you know, deal with life and life situations were killing me, were killing me. And um, I am so grateful that I had that little pebble, smaller than a pebble of willingness to believe um, something outside of myself. And today, you know, I am no longer that worm in the mud. I am no longer the worm in the mud. You know, I, I giggle with my sponsor and I say, you know, I am, I am the grasshopper today. And grasshoppers only jump forward. They don't jump backwards. They don't jump sideways. They only jump forward. And with God and walking with God along that highway, hand in hand, I'm just going to keep trying my best each day to keep jumping forward. And with that, I'm grateful and I pass. Thanks. Thank you, Terry. Karen S., followed by Jody EQ. Hi, this is Karen S., as in Sam, from Florida. Um, can you hear me okay? Yes, I can. Thank you. Okay, thank you. Um, I'm very grateful. This is also my first time I've shared on a vision for you. I've listened for years. Um, and I was thinking about this. I talked with someone yesterday on the phone, and um, she was writing questions about step two. And I really was reflecting on did I have a spiritual experience or um, – you know, a kind of lightning bolt activity. And I guess I've had both. Um, I grew up in a fairly religious home, and yet I always had a broader, more inclusive um, view of spirituality. And I believe as I've worked the steps, um, I am recovered. <clears throat> I am seeking to know God <clears throat> through other um religions or through other people's spiritual practices and I'm grateful for that um, as the paragraph said in the first paragraph we, we read um, do not let any prejudices you may have against spiritual terms deter you from honestly asking yourself what they mean to you um, when I was in the food I was quite prejudiced against different religious people different denominations that I thought were hypocritical when in fact I was the one being hypocritical and I am with God's help learning to set those prejudices aside and learn from a variety of different practices um, I led a meeting one of our local meetings yesterday and I, I was almost brought to tears with gratitude and joy for being abstinent I got my 90-day chip for being able to lead a meeting, for all the people that I'm learning to know and care about in a new way. And that didn't happen when I was in the food. That didn't happen when I thought I was practicing my religious practices, but I had no spiritual connection to my higher power. And now I do, and it's evolving and expanding. I don't find that I need to shut the door on some of the religions of my tradition I'm just opening windows so I can learn from other um, spiritual programs and other people's spiritual practices. And as our 
fellowship says, I can take what I like, and I like when people say, think about the rest. Um, I'm just very grateful to be here. Thank you. I pass. Thank you, Karen. Jody EQ, followed by Gracie. And uh, Reggie, we'll see if we have time for you, but Jody EQ, go ahead. Thank you. Good morning, everyone. This is Jody EQ, gratefully recovered in California. So, yes, when we speak to you of God, we mean your own conception of God. That God word can be very difficult for many people. And you know, if you don't like it, you don't have to use it. You can come up with your own terms, your own conception. And when I first came into the program, I I thought that was really cool. There was a program that was telling me I could use my own conception of this spiritual entity. And that was really nice. I really liked that, and I also liked that I didn't have to pay for this program. That really made, gave me confidence in Overeaters Anonymous, that I, I didn't have to pay for it. No one was trying to make money on me. No one was trying to convince me of any particular religion or view. I could really just do it at my own pace and in my own way. How refreshing. How rare in our culture. That really attracted me to the program. It was, it was something that attracted me to the program. It wasn't difficult for me to accept a concept of God because I was not an atheist. But I know for some people it really is difficult. And if you are one of those people, if you are desperate enough, if you are really suffering, Perhaps you might be willing to open your mind just enough to say a prayer, a simple prayer, such as, if there is something out there greater than me, please help me. Please help me. And with that simple prayer, you have begun your journey into a spiritual way of life. And that's all we need is to begin the process. And from there, growth can happen. And it's such a wonderful spiritual structure that we can build on that simple cornerstone. And with that, I'll pass. Thank you. Thank you, Jody EQ. Uh, Gracie, if you can go ahead, and then Reggie, we'll see if we have time for you. Gracie. Star one to unmute, Gracie. Hi, I'm here. Okay, Gracie. Hi, <laughs> this is Gracie from New York. I'm so excited. I've been listening to Vision for years, but I just moved to the East Coast, so so excited to be here. Um, and my first time on the line. Um, so I just wanted to speak really quickly about uh, my experience with Step Two. Uh, I had a, attempted the steps eleven times before I met my sponsor, who I recovered with. And she put it so simply, if your old conception of God was working for you, you would have recovered. And that made it really crystal clear to me that, you know, almighty Gracie, who's so good at figuring things out in life, I have not figured out 
the perfect God. And that's what I went after. And I just want to give hope to people right now that might be looking for a higher power. Um, that then became a spiritual rock bottom for me. So even though I was on step two and working the program, I, you know, I tried to do the opposite of having the punishing God that I had. And I tried to go for this perfect Santa Claus God that gave me everything that I wanted or more. Um, and then it became a situation of, well, if I don't get what I want, this is God abandoning me. This is God not loving me. And I just really had a spiritual rock bottom. And I remember waking up one morning while I was working step two, um, getting down on my knees in the bathroom, crying and just, you know, surrendering and saying, I don't know. I, you know, I was ready to give up any religiosity that I had coming from childhood. I didn't know what to believe. I, I didn't know whether to believe the sky was blue. That's how broken down I was and feeling just completely unclear about this whole higher power. What is this? And are there going to be repercussions if I choose a concept that isn't ideal? And I kid you not, um, all of a sudden I heard, you can call me Grace. And boy, didn't that make the hair on my skin stand up. And Grace is still my higher power. Um, so I had a, a spiritual experience, but that was really the opening of that door. Um, so I just want to let anyone out there know, if you don't have a concept of God or a higher power, you don't have to. Because I know more of grace today, you know, a year and a half later. Um, but I still don't have her figured out. I don't know what she's all about. Um, or, you know, it's, it's a building relationship. So I think just the willingness means so much just the willingness to go there. Um, another thing that I want to say that I've really discovered with time is that my old God used to be shame, very shame-ridden. And so, you know, um, is that my timer? It is. Okay, I'll just wrap up. So my old God used to be shame, and what I found in this program is that our higher power isn't about shame, but always acceptance. And I hope, wish you luck with your higher power. Thank you, Gracie. And Reggie, I'm sorry we won't have time for you today, and I sure hope you're on the line tomorrow. Thank you, everyone, to everyone who has shared. We're now going to close with the reading from the big book on page 164, followed by the serenity prayer. And, um, and then stick around for uh, when we close the meeting, please. Will Roz G. please read A Vision for You? Our book is meant to be suggestive only. Okay, thank you. I'm Roz G., Compulsive Overeater Recovered. Our book is meant to be suggestive only. We realize we know only a little. God will constantly disclose more to you and to us. Ask him in your morning meditation what you can do each day for the man who is still sick. The answers will come if your own house is in order. But obviously, you cannot transmit something you haven't got. See to it that your relationship with him is right and great events will come to pass for you and countless others. This is the great fact for us. Abandon yourself to God as you understand God. Admit your faults to him and your fellows. Clear away the wreckage of your past. Give freely of what you find and join us. We shall be with you in the fellowship of the Spirit 
and you will surely meet some of us as you trudge the road of happy destiny. May God bless you and keep you. Until then.